Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're making our way through the book of Galatians, and we've come up to the well-known part of walking by the Spirit. And we began looking at this section yesterday, being reminded that the Spirit and our flesh are opposed to each other to keep us from doing the things that we want to do. And we, we looked at how the antidote to our flesh is not the law, but the Spirit. And so we read in verse 18, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. A lot of times we, we think that the way we beat back our flesh is with more law, but that simply doesn't work. Only the Spirit can put to death the deeds of the flesh. So we're going to continue on looking at this section this morning. So let me pray for us, and then I will read this passage, and then we'll jump right in. Father, we thank you so much that you do give us your Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, to put to death the deeds of our flesh. We thank you that it's not up to us going back to the law and getting it all right to kill our flesh and to mortify our flesh, but that your Spirit is at work within us. We pray, Father, that you would remind us to continue to trust you and to walk in your spirit as we look to Christ in all that we do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Well, yesterday, as I said, we looked at this section dealing with the reality that our flesh and spirit are opposed to each other. We looked at it in comparison to Romans 7. And here we move on into the next section. Verses 19 through 21, Paul lists all these works of the flesh. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. This isn't, we, we note from that last clause, meant to be in any way, an exhaustive list. We see these vice lists in other places. Sometimes they include disobedience to parents and things that seem somewhat banal, right in the middle of these grand statements of things like adultery and drunkenness and murder. But here, Paul gives us this kind of overview and, and reminds us that this isn't the whole list, all kinds of stuff like this. This is what our flesh produces in us. And, and it is. If we're honest, if we take a second and, and look at ourselves when our flesh is 
is winning, when our flesh is doing its thing, it, it does produce this stuff in us. It's constantly, and, and if you think about most of these things, it's constantly vying for something it doesn't have and wants and convinces us it needs. We go all the way back to the garden and this is the issue. The serpent came and convinced Adam and Eve that, no, you really need this fruit. This fruit is going to give you something you don't have that's good for you to have. And so when she saw that it was beautiful to the eyes and, and good for food and desirous to make one wise, she took and ate. She listened to her flesh that was crying out for this thing that she didn't have, this kind of base-level fear of missing out. And if we think about all of these fleshy things, and indeed, that's what they come from. In fact, if we flip over to the book of James, we read these words, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. See, that, that's what our flesh does. Is it looks out for itself and it demands, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And it produces all of these and all kinds of other evils in us. Now, Paul says here, what, what may be a surprising verse, if we think about it, or a surprising statement, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? Why is that the case? I thought it was all by grace. I thought this was about forgiveness. I thought this was about free pardon because Christ bore the penalty for our sin. Now, all of a sudden, you're telling me if I do certain things, I don't get in. Has Paul just undone the grace principle? Has he just undone justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone? Well, no, not at all. Remember, he's already reminded us that this faith is by necessity going to produce something in us. What Paul understands, just like what John understands, just like what Jesus understands, is that if, if this is what our life produces, then it signals that there is actually still a problem, that, that our heart hasn't actually been changed. Remember what Jesus says back in the Gospel of Mark. And he called the people to him and again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. See, what Paul understands is that yes, evil comes from within, and yes, there is forgiveness for all of these things. But what he also understands is that when we come to Christ, we come to Christ because the Spirit is at work in us. He, he says in another place that no one calls Jesus Lord apart from the Spirit. So if, if we have faith, 
It's because the Spirit is at work in us. If we recognize that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that he is the second person of the Trinity, that he is Yahweh, that he is God incarnate, died on the cross for our sins. If we recognize that, it's only because the Spirit is at work in us. No other reason. We don't come up with faith on our own. And if the Spirit is there, and part of his job, as we saw yesterday, is to put to death the deeds of the flesh. If he puts us in such a position that we can rightly say the old is passing away and the new has come. If those are biblical realities because of the gospel of grace, then what Paul reminds us of here is that if we're doing all this stuff, if this is the pattern of our life, a life in the flesh, then there's a problem because that's not a life in the spirit. We go back to Romans 8 and we read the very same thing. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who were led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Paul's making the very same point. It's fleshed out more in Romans 8, but he's making the very same point here. If we live in the flesh, if we live by the flesh, it's because the Spirit of God does not dwell in us. And if the Spirit of God does not dwell in us, if we do not have the Spirit of Christ, then we're not sons of God. If we do not have the Spirit of Christ, then we don't believe the gospel. If we do not have the Spirit, then we haven't been regenerated. There is no forgiveness. We aren't justified. So Paul's not here adding a works principle to the back end of his gospel. Rather, he's recognizing that there are only two ways to live, either by the flesh, which is our natural state in our dead state, born in sin, dead in Adam, we're going to live by the flesh. But when we have the Spirit, when He is at work in us, there's life and there's peace. And so if our life is 
a string of, if we live by the flesh only, then Paul is saying there is a problem. And that problem is that we don't have the Spirit. We, we can't get the Spirit. We can't conjure him up. He's not that kind of Spirit. It's God's gracious work in us. And that's what Paul's calling us to. And we're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit tomorrow. Until then, may we continue to walk in the Spirit as we continue to have our eyes fixed on Christ and walk in faith. Amen. Thank you.